0: Uh, If you guys want to turn there in your notes, and like I said, uh, same notes as last week. We we went through probably about half of those. I don't know exactly, you know, I know what my notes look like, and I can't remember what your guys look like. It's somewhat similar. But uh, we looked at the first few verses here, verse 11 and 12, and really laid down a lot of groundwork. I want to recap that a bit. finish on a few thoughts there with those two verses really uh, you know if I known that what is going to take so long I probably would have called that uh, you know Revelation 13 11 and 12 the false prophet and we talked a lot about this false prophet this other beast that's going to rise up and then talked about false prophets in general and so I want to start by you know going back to that and and a few more things that we weren't really we didn't have time to cover so recap that, kind of finish that up, and then move into uh, this false prophet that's going to perform these lying wonders and these signs uh, that is going to move the world during that great tribulation. Those, those, everyone whose name's not written in, in the Lamb's book of life, which at this point is going to be tribulation saints, as well as you know what, those Jews that are going to come through the tribulation and absolutely come to full faith in the Lord and be there in the uh, millennial reign of Christ where he'll reign on earth for a thousand years and there will be a repopulation of the earth at that time and uh, we're going to rule and reign with the Lord during that time absolutely uh, no longer in these bodies that are mortal but these bodies will be transformed and they'll be immortal which is just a phenomenal thing we touched on that a bit in our study Sunday uh, in 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 Romans. And boy, if you really want to know uh, or get some insights into what your resurrected body is going to look like, go read 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And um, it's reason to give praise and to give thanks to God. I mean, we have an incredible future and hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. So um, other than those though written in the Lamb's book of life, the world's gonna worship this beast. And let, let's just... Let's start here. Why don't we read? Well, let's go. Let's read the whole text 11 through 18. And then I want to again kind of recap 11 and 12, build on that a little bit more. And then we'll talk a lot about this mark of the beast, this image of the beast, and so forth. And you know, uh, no one's really talking about that or anything, but we'll talk about it. No, I think a lot of people are actually talking about that. And so. I get questions almost every day about that. So we'll see. We'll we'll dig into God's word here. So verse 11, it says, "'Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, "'and he had two horns like a lamb, "'and he spoke like a dragon. "'And he exercises all the authority "'of the first beast in his presence "'and causes the earth and those who dwell in it "'to worship the first beast "'whose deadly wound was healed. "'He performs great signs "'so that he even makes fire come down "'from heaven on the earth in the sight of men.'" to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And verse 18, here is wisdom. Let him who who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666 or 666. So we saw last week there where he says, I saw another beast. And so we know that first beast is the Antichrist. We've read much about him to this point here in our study in Revelation. Uh, we saw even greater detail about him in our study in the book of Daniel, which we went through before Revelation. In fact, I would say the book of Daniel probably has the most detail about the Antichrist. Again, we learned so much in Revelation as well as in several of the epistles and so forth. There's a lot said about That first beast. Uh, We know the Lord said concerning him that, you know, I come in the name of the Father and you reject me, but there's one coming in his own name and him you're going to receive. And he spoke that to Israel. And indeed, when this first beast comes on the scene, this Antichrist, Israel absolutely is going to receive him along with, you know, the nations around her and most of the world at that point, because we know that he's going to come on the scene in a volatile time, Um, you know i believe most likely after the rapture of the church uh perhaps even right after that ezekiel 38 39 war which you know at at some point we've taught on that before but maybe even in this series or after this we'll go to because there's a there's definitely a war that that's going to unfold here in the near future there in the middle east that will involve russia and turkey and iran coming against israel and so forth but this is this beast is going to come at a time When when there's great confusion in the world, you know what? Much like today, but probably uh, ramped up a whole lot more. And a time when the world's really looking for someone to bring answers. And boy, again, there's a lot of people right now. They're they're looking for someone to bring some answers, aren't there? You know, a lot these you know political leaders today. um, You know what? They're 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 really not cutting it. I think they're more setting things up for that first beast. And again, we know as he comes on the scene that he's going to, um, you know what, be able to to uh, build a treaty there between Israel and the nations around her. And remember, we saw there in Daniel nine they're going to enter into a covenant for seven years, and it will be the fulfillment of Daniel's seventieth week, as God had told Daniel. There's seventy weeks left for your people. We know a week represents seventy years. Uh, from the issue of the rebuilding of the city of Jerusalem till the end of, you know, this age. And remember, and we looked at this uh, three, four weeks ago on a Sunday morning, I did a topical message just on Nehemiah and the burden God had given him. Uh, You know, we did that over Christmas and New Year's. And we saw that decree that was issued, you know, to rebuild the city there in Nehemiah's day. And it started that prophetic clock And we saw that the first 483 years would go till Messiah was cut off. And indeed, you know, some folks have done math. And, you know, there's a good case put out there that that stopped, that clock stopped the week of Palm Sunday when the Lord even wept over Israel and her rejection of him. And we know it was prophesied there in Daniel. He'd be cut off not for himself. And so that prophetic clock stopped and there's seven years waiting And when that first beast comes and that treaty is entered into, that's when that prophetic clock's going to start again. And God's done so many things and fulfilled so many prophecies even in the last 70, 80 years, to set that up, even regathering Israel as a nation and so forth. So that first beast is going to come on the scene. Again, the world's going to cry peace and safety. They're going to rejoice when he comes on the scene. But as we've seen there in Thessalonians, sudden destruction will come upon them. We know that sealed judgments will begin to be broke, so forth in heaven. You know, there's going to be a wrath that begins to get poured out. And then we know here we are in Revelation 13, we're somewhere near... The middle of the tribulation is remember there's a great convergence of events that really happened there in the middle of the tribulation we've talked about those I'm not going to recap those tonight and it seems around that time but perhaps this other beast may he might come a little earlier because you know it's it's really you you can get somewhat of a timeline and revelation but as well there's a lot of things that overlap and so forth I mean there's a lot that a lot that unfolds during that time and so you know the way this is written, there there there's absolutely flexibility where he says I saw this other beast come up, yeah, and then the mark of the beast instituted, which we know for sure. I'm you know at, I'm ninety nine point nine percent convinced that's at the middle of the tribulation, which we'll get to here in a second. But this other beast comes up on the scene, whether it's he's prominent there in the the middle when we know this antichrist will proclaimed to be God remember he'll bring a a a sacrifice into that temple that's going to get erected there on the temple mount and the Jews are going to see this guy's not a messiah he's going to bring an abominable sacrifice and that's when he's going to go to try to destroy the Jews and that's when this mark that we just read about will be instituted where you know what Satan will be cast down to earth at that point he knows time's going to be short and we read he's going to go try to destroy Israel And again, if that marks at the beginning and the Antichrist goes into covenant with Israel, guess what? All them Jews are going to take the mark of the beast. But in the middle of the tribulation, instituting it, it shows how, again, they will not have taken that mark. And then, absolutely, he's going to go try to destroy them. Two thirds will be killed, according to the prophet Zechariah. A third will be brought through. And uh, amongst other places, in the book of Romans, Paul declares all Israel will be saved. And then, you again, you're going to have that millennial reign of Christ. But somewhere there in, in that first half, perhaps in the middle, this second beast is going to get raised up. And we saw verses last week telling us and showing us this other beast has a title it's the false prophet. Remember this word beast amongst other uh, terms it means it means a wild beast or it means someone that is absolutely savage. And this first beast as well as this second beast as well as the dragon who's going to form this unholy trinity because again Satan he's not an innovator he's an imitator. Again he is a knockoff He's going to want to present himself as an unholy trinity because Satan desperately wants to be like God. And so he looks at God and he says, how can I be like God? Remember, even when he fell, when he was Lucifer, he had the title of Lucifer, one of the worship leaders, if not the worship leader in heaven. He wanted to ascend above the throne of God. And so he's always longed to be God. He's always longed to be worshiped like God. And really during the great tribulation, in many ways, these on the earth are gonna worship him as, he if, as if he is God, but it's gonna be very short-lived. Again, and, and we've talked about this, how we've been created to worship God, but boy, there's a lot of people in the world that reject the living God, they reject Jesus Christ, and really, they worship their own belly, and yet, it's a short-lived worship. Even if you live 100 years, boy, it's a short-lived worship. Your life's a vapor, it's a shadow, and then you have all eternity over you, you know, in front of you, and what a what a sad thing to to go through all eternity in a place that Jesus Christ, you know, it calls hell and, and and describes as a place of great torment. God really giving you over to your decision to say, I don't want you, God. I want to, you know, do as I will, and I wanna worship my own belly, I'm fine in my sin, or I'm a good guy, and then again, judgment's gonna come and there's gonna be a realization that God's standard is perfection. Do you realize that tonight? His standard's perfection. And all of us perfectly fall short of it every day. But praise God, there's one named Jesus Christ, the real Messiah, who lived a sinless life, who went to the cross to pay the penalty of our sin. Indeed, he did. He took the wrath to us, and then he rose a grave, rose again. You know, at the third day from the grave. And praise God, I love it. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord to be saved. Isn't that glorious? Isn't that a better plan? You know what? To to put your faith in Jesus Christ. And I hope all of us know Him here tonight. And if you don't, maybe you're here tonight seeking. Well, that's that's the good news. Uh, the Lord loves you and he wants to forgive you a sin and he's inviting you to turn from you know what your way to put your trust in him to Ask him to be your Lord, which means there is an act of repentance where you're turning from being your own Lord to put faith in Jesus as your Lord. And indeed, he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He will absolutely write your name in that Lamb's book of life, and you'll have the assurance of salvation by his grace through faith in him. And it is the only way to be saved. So this other beast, again, these beasts are savages. And look at last week. In fact, let me just read what it says next. Coming up out of the earth and two thoughts here we know that that first beast and the second beast are savage they come up out of the earth which is really a picture of them coming up out of mankind and spent a lot of time talking about this last week I'll just kind of touch on it this 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 evening Um, it's really again a picture of them coming out of the state of mankind during you know at this time that's that's soon to come on the earth and remember we've seen throughout these studies, these end time studies, the last, it's been close to a few years now with all of the discourse, Daniel and Revelation, that, you know, the world that we're in right now, um, you know, so much of this world and the people of this world, they, they, they really want to cleanse this world of the things of God. There's a great hostility in, in many places in the world against Christ and the word of God. And, and you know what? genuine born-again christians as, as we talked about that sunday you know there's only one type of christian a born-again christian and and god's going to give this world over to that desire remember the restrainer is going to be removed and then the man of lawlessness will be removed and look at we, we we don't even begin to know how many great restraints are on this world right now i praise god for his restraining him you know what uh if if I know tonight if God's restraining hand had not been on me all of my days, even to this day. Look at in our fallen state, we we are we are capable of doing incredibly wicked things. And again, really to break one point of the law is to break it all. We're we're a sinful people that need the Lord. But we know that again at the beginning of this seven years, it says, He who restrains the lawless one will be removed. And and that's going to happen out of a savage world, out of this desire in so many to do as they will. It's really a world that, that is pushing God's word, you know, to the side, really abandoning the ordinances of God. Even as you go back to Genesis where, you know, we read, God made a male a female. And for this reason a man shall leave his father or mother, be joined to his wife, the two shall become one flesh. That's under great assault in this world where people saying you, you get it ain't how you're born you can be whatever you want whatever gender you want there's like 78 of them just pick the one you want i'm like I don't, I don't understand how you come up with that and you know what it's not one man and one woman it can be two men or two women or you know what a man with three women or whatever look at it, that that's that's outside of god's will that's saying we'll do what we want to do and you know what, it just builds from there and a world pushing out of the side. And, and I'll tell you, you, keep pushing God to the side. You keep pushing him away. Eventually he'll give you over to that. And, and you see that throughout God's word. We, we often talk about Pharaoh where you know, the Lord sent Moses, a prophet of God, and said, the Lord says, let my people go. And he's like, nah, I do going to do that. It says Pharaoh hardened his own heart. And it says that two, three times. He hardened his own heart. And then it says God hardened his heart. And that's not saying, oh, it's God's fault. Pharaoh never let him go. No, that's saying God... Gave him over to his heart. God allowed him. Look at God gave him opportunity to repent. You didn't want to eventually God gave him over. And this is why Hebrews it says, if you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, don't harden your heart. You need to respond today, because guess what? If you harden your heart today, you might not hear tomorrow. In fact, we're not even promised tomorrow. So again, it's gonna it's already a savage world that we're in. You know, you look at our own nation, and I thank God for you know what, our nation, we, we are, we're a blessed people in so many ways, but look at this, this, is a nation that is just desperately spiraling downward and so forth. And you can look at something even as the issue of, of abortion. Uh, that's a savage act. Uh, you know what, it, it's a lie that's been put forth to say your life's going to be better off if you terminate this baby's life. It's the same lie that was put forth in the Old Testament when they would bring offering to Moloch. You know Offer up your child to Moloch and you'll have a better life. Uh, definitely a lie. And yet praise God for his grace. Praise God for his forgiveness. Praise God for his healing hand. And I always say, look at Satan as a killer, but God's a giver of life. Absolutely. He washes, he cleanses, he restores. But it's savagery. And you know, they say there's like 60 million plus abortions in, in, in this nation over the last you know what, 40 years or whatever, what is it, like 47 years, whatever it is, since that was legalized. And then you look at the world, you're looking in the billions. You're looking at billions of, of, of babies, you know, lives terminated. That's savagery. I mean, these are, these are the most vulnerable lives that there are. And so it's a savage world, and these beasts are gonna rise up out of this savagery of a world that says, we don't want you, God, we wanna do what we want to do, and I'll tell you, we're getting very, very close to that time. I know in my lifetime, you know what, 52 years in, by God's grace and mercy, um, you know, boy, things sure have changed, haven't they? <laughs> I know some of you guys older than me, you know what, you, 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 you've seen it more than I have. And even some of you younger folks tonight, I mean, just look how much our world has changed even in the last, you know, we'll say 10 years, and then in the last five years, probably five times more than in those 10 years and even the last two years, 10 times more than in those last five years. And it's almost like it's getting more and more savage, getting more and more godless, more and more wanting to push away God, more and more that which is good called evil and that which is evil called good. And the Lord called that birth pains. And remember we said leading up to his coming, there's going to be an increase of these birth pains and I know many gals here tonight, you've, you've had children, and you know, I, I've, I've seen, you know, at the birth of my kids, and uh, boy, you're talking about a miracle of God. I mean, just, how can you see that and not believe there's a God Almighty? It's like, how did that life live in that belly for all them months? Like, this is insane. Uh, I mean, stop and think about it, you know? Pretty crazy. But, but you gals know, you know, it is, as you get closer to giving birth, those contractions, They get closer and closer right and they get more and more intense and how could anyone tonight look at the world and say that's not the case it absolutely is it's rapidly changing and rapidly moving in a way that is saying we don't want god we don't want god well look at as a remnant of the body of jesus christ i say i do want the lord and i say lord then if they don't want you all the more pour out the holy spirit on us amen And let us be salt and light so that in the midst of that sea of people, I know that there's folks in there still that that you want to save and there's people that you're given opportunity. We want to see them get born again and saved and set free. Look, we're not here for a vain reason tonight. We know the Lord's long-suffering in his return, not wanting any to perish. But again, it's a savage world, and these beasts are going to come out of that. It's almost like, you know, it's the world being given over to. You want a world without God? You're going to get it. You want your own jesus that's not jesus it's another jesus and it's anti-jesus then you're going to get it and you're going to see how that works out because look at even as we read and we'll get to it in a second where they have to have this mark to buy or sell people think well you know what will i do i got to take that mark dude they're 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 that mark ain't gonna do nothing but make your life miserable not only in eternity because it says once you take that mark you are damned to hell there ain't no coming back from that But even during the tribulation, it talks about these guys getting stung for five months and seeking death and not being able to find it. It talks about darkness coming on their kingdom and them gnawing their tongues. It talks about great sores just breaking out upon them and so forth. So whether this is going to be some kind of AI thing or, you know, a computer thing mixed with the demonic, it's obviously not going to mix well with the body. And I'll tell you, Man always wants to do things his own way but God's ways always prevail. So these beasts come out of a savage a world that's marked by savagery and then also again he come up out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon and we saw that he has the title of a false prophet and yet he comes forth wanting to look like a lamb. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's one of Satan's ministers and is speaking like a dragon this isn't a picture of you know what you know a dragon roaring and we'll talk about fire coming down from heaven but he's not going to speak in an intimidating way you know as a dragon you know flying down on the village and everyone running for their you know their grass hut or whatever that we've seen a million times over in the movies right but remember that word dragon it means a spectacular a spectacular serpent It, it, it means to fascinate And he's going to speak in a manner that the world's going to say, This is spectacular. We've never heard this before. Because it's going to be doctrine that it's appeals to their flesh. It's going to be doctrine that just appeals to their five senses. It's going to be false doctrine and doctrines of demons that appeals to their desire to do as they will, which is the motto of Satanism. And this is what's going to come out of his mouth. And the world's just going to go, wow, this is awesome. This is the type of of religion that we've been looking for. You know, we can have a form of godliness, but we don't need that Holy Spirit. We can absolutely walk in foulness and it can be propped up as something that's glorious well what we saw again this false prophet's going to rise up and just as they're going to rise up in their in in this you know it with with this this savage you know uh uh uh, heart and they're going to come up out of a savage world they're also going to come up and this false prophet's going to come up out of the midst of many false prophets and if you want to turn there into your notes uh I don't know exactly where you're at, but starting with Matthew. I got Matthew 24, 4, Matthew 24, 11, Matthew 24, 23. That's uh, somewhere in there. You guys can you know find it there. And we talked about this a bit last week, but I just wanted to develop a little bit more because the Lord laid these verses on my heart. And we talked about many false prophets in the world today that are helping to facilitate this. Because, look it, during that great tribulation... Yes, there'll be a remnant of tribulation saints. And again, we've seen they're distinctly different than the church. We know even after the Lord's return, we return with the Lord, you know what, on white horses and glorified bodies. And then all these that are martyred in the tribulation at that, but they're not even raised from the dead yet. They don't even have a glorified body. We, we, we've looked at that several times. Um, you know what, they don't have crowns. They're, they're not on a throne with God. We are in that place And again, there'll be many believers in that time, but that will come to the Lord. Most of the world won't though. And look at the world is getting set up for this right now because look at so many people love a good false prophet Uh, that, that, you know, it says there in Jeremiah, you know, the prophets prophesy falsely and the people love it that way. Because false prophets come along and they tell people what they want to hear in the flesh versus what they need to hear. Where things will, of the God, things of God will really profit them. And I'll tell you, the Lord tells us in the last times, especially false prophets and false teachers, they're going to run amok and they're going to be all over the place. And these guys are popping up all over the place, especially in, you know, and in Christianum that are pushing for an ecumenical one world religion. They want everyone, all these religions, to come together in a kumbaya circle and say, let's all get along. Well, the Lord, again, we, we want to strive to be good neighbors, to love everybody. But the Lord said, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. Because I'll tell you, the gospel of Jesus Christ, it, it's a, a divisive gospel. Do you, do you get that? Look at the, the cross of Christ is an offense to those that are perishing. When you say you're a sinner, You know what, Christ died for our sins, and Jesus Christ is the only way to God. Look at that turns a lot of people off. Especially when you say you gotta repent and put your faith in the Lord and say, Well, I love my sin. I don't want I don't want to do that. I want to turn to Him. I want to do what I want to do. And someone else is offering some, you know, it's strange fire, some false gospel, some way of cheapening grace to, you know, at all, you know, Jesus is my Lord, but then they go do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it, and then do that, not even realizing they're denying the Lord because they're saying they're their own Lord and we talked about some of these individuals last week you can go back and listen to that if if you weren't with us if you're interested i want to get into all that again but i want to look what jesus said again because this great false prophet's going to come out of a world marked by false prophets and there's false prophets all over the place i mean they are just running amok i talked about one last week who's trained hundreds of thousands of pastors in the world um, and quoted them and, and I said, fact check that. I get one phone call or one email all week long about it. I usually get quite a few. So in fact, I had a few people say, I want that, look it up. That was 10 times worse than you even said. Because they actually, you know what, looked into it themselves. So I'm like, oh my goodness. These guys are fork-tongued like a serpent. Where on one hand, they say something sounds good. On the other hand, these guys are peddling a completely false gospel. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 4, and this is where we are right now because he'd ask him what's the sign of your return in the end of the age and he's talking about the birth pain period that we're in right now leading up to this great tribulation and the Lord said take heed that no one deceives you for many will come in my name saying I am the Christ and will deceive many and then he said in Matthew 24 11, many false prophets will rise up and deceive many and then in Matthew 24 23 if anyone says to you look here is the Christ there do not believe it for false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive if possible, even if the elect, see, I've told you beforehand, and I've touched on this many times, but go read when, again, the Lord's answering, what will be the sign of his coming the end of the age? The thing he says above everything else, he says there's gonna be deception all over the place. False prophets and false teachers are gonna run amok. That's from the mouth of Jesus Christ. Ain't gonna be a few false prophets here or there. They're all over the place, peddling false gospels, twisting the scriptures. You know what? Putting forth that which tickles men's ears. And it says the time's gonna come with, even in the church or Christianum where there's gonna be many that follow these false prophets and the fact they're gonna heap them up and they're gonna say, tell us fables, tell us lies, tell us what we wanna hear. We don't wanna endure sound doctrine. You know, it takes endurance to, 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 to live a life according to sound doctrine. meaning biblical teaching, you know why? Because biblical teaching, you know what it's going to do amongst other things? It's going to build you up. It's going to edify you and so forth. But it's going to do something else as well. You know what it's going to do? It's going to crucify you every single day. It's going to call you to die to yourself every single day. There's gonna be a baptism of fire that comes in your life at times where God brings you through trials and tribulations to build you, to grow you. He hasn't called us to be baby Christians and spiritual diapers, but for us to mature in the Lord Jesus Christ. And look at some people endure that for a while and then they say, I'm, I'm tapping out. I can't take this anymore. This is too difficult. You endure sound doctrine the Bible says, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus, what to say, they're gonna suffer Persecution. And so it's so important that we're a people that got our face like a flint on the Lord, and we're saying, I'm ready to endure sound doctrine because the Lord said, You know what the thing about sound doctrine, biblical truth is? You know the truth, and it will set you free. And false prophets come along to deceive people with covetousness. Again, that which their flesh is coveting. And listen, their way in is destruction as well as those who follow. But take it from Jesus. Go back and read that chapter. What's he say above everything? In this world leading up to the end of the age to that last seven years, deception's gonna run amok and this other beast is gonna rise up out of that because it's a world getting prepped for the ultimate false prophet. A couple other verses. 2 Peter 2, 1 but there were also false prophets among the people even as there'll be false teachers among you and notice who will secretly bring in destructive heresies. One thing about false prophets, they don't roll in and go, "Hey everyone, I'm a false prophet." They secretly bring it in. Look, if you if if if, if you know you say, "Oh, my friends in jail, I want to break him out. I need to get them a you know, I need to get them a chisel." You know, you want to go, hey, you know, can I give this guy this chisel? What do you, you bake a cake and you put in the middle of it, right? Hopefully I'm not giving someone an idea here tonight. <laughs> That's how these guys, they secretly come in. And this is why, again, this is why, well, let me finish reading the scripture. It says, even denying the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. Then notice verse 2, many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. And then again, that verse I just referred to, 2 Timothy 4, 3, the time will come. They won't endure sound doctrine. Again, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they're going to heap up. That means a massive stack of, for themselves false teachers or, or teachers that will tickle their ears. Say, so tell us fables, tell us lies, tell us what our flesh wants to hear. We don't want to hear that old time religion. We, we don't want to hear, you know what? what what paul and john and peter had to say give us what you want to tell us all that stuff's outdated we want to rethink all this you start hearing those types of phrases something look you don't need to rethink anything you need to get in the word of god and start thinking like god has called us to think according to the scripture but again this is a time we're living in where and this is practical instruction for us tonight they're all over the place and some people don't like the prospects of that a lot of Christians, you, you hear this and like, I, I, I don't like hearing that. You know, I just, I just want to skate through life. You know, ignorance is bliss and I'm not even going to deal with this and I'm all good and you know what, kumbaya. And I, I you know, nothing, I ain't going to do anything about that. Well, listen, souls are hanging in the balance and we're going to give an account for that. You know the truth and you're just going to sit on it. When Jesus said three different times that the world's going to be marked by deceivers and don't follow after them. You're like, well, I won't follow after them. Well, what about your neighbor? Are you worried about them? Are you concerned about them? Didn't the Lord said, love your neighbor as yourself? First, love God and God's truth, and those that love God stand in truth, and they keep his commandments. And then love your neighbor, and you're, you're last over here. Yeah, we gotta test these things. Test the things I'm saying, for goodness sake. Bring it, bring it next to God's word. We, we, gotta, we, we gotta walk in this. 1 Thessalonians 5, 19, do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Notice, test all things. Hold fast to what is good, abstain from every form of evil. And you better be tested who you're listening to. Again, there's a lot of good Bible teachers out there. There's a lot of good resources. Lord willing, we're gonna launch our online radio station here real soon. We got 22 programs on there. Our ministry and about 21 others that we're like, man, these are solid ministries, wonderful ministries. We got probably four or five hundred authors out there in that bookstore out there probably about 300 of them are dead and praise god they're tested tried and true you know maybe more than that i like the dead guys who finished well you know sound doctrine and so forth you know their ministry keeps going a lot of good things out there but i'm gonna tell you there's a lot of wickedness out there and you even start you know what? You'll, you'll start seeing in the fruit but that where that wicked fruit is, I guarantee you there was always, there was bad doctrine to start with. A couple other ones here, First 1 John 4, one, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they of God, because notice, many false prophets have gone out into the world. And there in Acts 17, Paul came to those in Berea, and it says they were more noble, noble mind than those in Thessalonica, why? They searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. They tested Paul, and Paul commended them for that. You know any pastor that starts getting upset because you're like, well, where's this in the Bible? They get upset, that better be a red flag. I'm God's anointed, you don't test me. No, he's God, that's God's word. We need to hold up to the standard of God's word, amen? Verse 12, I'm like preaching last week's sermon again. And he exercised all the authority of the first beast of the presence and caused the the earth and those who dwell on it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Uh, and we talked about this this other beast as false prophet he points everyone to the antichrist again they're trying to simulate the trinity the holy spirit points us to jesus christ and jesus christ points us to the father and this false prophet's going to point people to the beast and the beast is going to point everyone to the dragon now notice verse 13 it says he performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth and the sight of men and no doubt look at we, we, we've read, read many accounts where he's gonna come with false signs and wonders, and then we see specifically one here. He's gonna make fire fall from heaven. A couple thoughts that I have in that. Number one, we know at this point those two witnesses that seem to be in the first half of the tribulation, it talks about them calling down fire from heaven, performing signs. They're really a thorn in the side of the beast. And then finally it looks like the beast kills them they lay dead in the street for three and a half year three and a half days and it says the world sends presents to each other and they rejoice that these guys are dead and then what does God do God resurrects them and raptures them he says come up here and this seems to in my opinion a reference to him wanting to show himself to be greater than them you know well they call down fire or we can call down fire as well watch this fire come down and remember, these are lying signs and wonders. God's going to give a, a permission to a, to a certain degree. But they're also lying signs. So some of these are legit. Some of these are fake. Um, again, false, or, 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 or we'll, we'll just, uh, where does it say that here? 2 Thessalonians two nine: the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. So, you know, calling down fire. I think about Jesus when the 70 went out and they came back to the Lord and they said, even the demons are subjected to us in your name. And remember the Lord said? He said, I saw Satan falling from heaven like lightning. So obviously Satan's got the capability to manifest a false sign like that. And this is definitely gonna be a satanic sign that's gonna make people ooh and awe ah and be fascinated. But I'll tell you again, it says there he'll come with lying wonders and no doubt there's going to be a lot that's put forth that's just a lie, that's just a scam. My wife grew up in the Sai Baba Center. Uh, uh, Sai Baba, he was this guru out of India, Michael Jackson, and all these people worshiped this guy. And uh, she saw him in person before and so forth. We got a private meeting with him at 10 years old. You know, praise God for God's protective hand. Amen. And grew up seeing seances and, you know, channeling and all this kind of stuff. Some, some really evil things. And uh, I'll tell you, when we talk about new age and deception, between what she came out of and what I came out of, we're, just not, we're not talking about stuff we're reading about. This stuff we've seen firsthand. And I'll tell you something about her, her uh, or, or that guru that she grew up in a home, you know, where they worship. And interesting, I remember the first time I went there after we met, and she was born again serving God. Uh, You know, there's a picture on the wall of her spirit guide, you know, that someone painted. You know, it never took, praise God, because grandma on the other side praying for her every single day. Grandma pray. Mom and dad pray. It's amazing what happens when you pray. God hears our prayers. But this guy that they worship, who, you know, is a documented pedophile amongst other things, um, if you watch, if you watch him in action, look at there are definitely demonic manifestations. Even in that home she grew up in, where they, they they have a temple in there, there's a skull and ash manifest in it. It's a, it's a literal, it's a literal, you know, a demonic manifestation where it just manifests. They clean out and manifest, and this guy would manifest certain things, and they, he even gave her a ring when she was ten years old. But look at if you slow down him in action, you see stuff pull, he's pulling stuff out of his sleeve. You know, the guy that opens the jacket, you know, with all the watches and so forth. A bunch of it just lie a hand. So there's a demonic element of it. And then it's just this is a bunch of lying signs and wonders. But here's the thing when you get people who want to get lied to, it's easy to lie to them, man. You get people that, that want an experience, it's easy to give them experience. Heck, I've gone to the Mid-State Fair before and saw people go up there with a hypnotist. Next thing you know, he's gotten clucking like chickens. Guess what? Because they want to be hypnotized. So he's gonna come again with great signs that, you know, next to God, ain't nothing great about these signs. God spoke and the world came into existence. That's a real, that's a real sign. But he's gonna bring him down on the side of men. Notice verse 14, and he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do on the side of the beast. So again, God's giving them a, A broader leeway because the world at this point except for a small remnant of people getting saved out of this this is what they want and again if you want to be deceived look at you're going to be deceived and they're going to move this way, and they're going to move in great deception. Again, false prophets move that way today. This is why you got to test everything by God's word. A lot of deceivers out there, and there's a lot of people that even want to be deceived by deceivers because certain deceivers tell them what they want to hear versus what they need to hear in the scripture. Again, telling those who dwell on the earth, and this is interesting, make an image to the beast, who was wounded by the sword and lived. Now remember we saw in the, earlier in the chapter, it says it's as if he was wounded and he lived. It's another false sign and wonder. And it, you get in the Greek and it's really a picture of a false crucifixion or a, a, a you know, at a, a stage crucifixion and resurrection is this man's gonna want to appear as Christ and be like Christ. He is another Christ, he's not the Christ and it definitely does not come in the Holy Spirit of God as Jesus Christ did. And so again, He's gonna tell those on the earth to make an image to the beast or of the beast or of the Antichrist. Now, what's interesting about that word image, it means similitude or simulation. A simulation of the beast. And it seems that it's something that with this mark, again, that we'll read here in a second, these things come in conjunction. You take this mark so you can buy and sell. And along with it, again, there is a, a command to make an image to the beast. Um, I don't think this is a singular image. This is a beast that each person must make. I don't know if this is a kit. I, I, I'm thinking where we are right now, this is some sort of AI, artificial intelligence. You know that this mark most likely is gonna be a DNA altering You know at, uh, 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 mark that you take to say I don't wanna be in the image of God anymore, I wanna be in the image of the beast. And that's why it would make sense that at that point, you, you can't be saved anymore because you made that willful choice. And remember, there'll be an angel flying through heaven at this point, warning people not to take that mark, calling people to fear God, calling people to repent. And so again, they're gonna be worshiping this beast. They're gonna to be told to make this image. And look at men have always been drawn to idols that they can touch, that they can, they, they can take with them and so forth. I mean, look at if you're God, something you got to pick up and take with you though, that's a whack God. My God carries me. I, my God's so much better. And these people at this point, look it, they're, they're, it's and we'll get in this next verse, there's probably gonna be a demon possession that, that comes with this. But this seems to be a way for Satan, who is not omnipresent like God, to have a personal presence or to seem to have a personal presence with every individual. Because again, he wants to be like God. Remember, he stood before Job, and God's like, where you been? To and fro throughout the earth. He can go here, he can go there, he can go to heaven and accuse us. But he ain't everywhere, and you gotta remember that. He's no match to our God. This ain't the yin and the yang, and good versus evil, and it balance each other out. No, God Almighty's on the throne. Right. Now, the only reason any of this nonsense is happening is because man's sin in the garden. But praise God, he's gonna wrap it all up real, real soon. Now, verse 15, it says, he was granted power. And this is fascinating to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. The word breath there, it's an interesting word. It's got multiple meanings. Um, It's the same word used where God gives breath into men, but it's also a word used three other times in the book of Revelation, and it refers to a demonic spirit. In Revelation sixteen thirteen, it talks about three unclean spirits that will come out of the mouth of the beast, the false prophet, and the dragon to go out, you know, get the nations and deceive them. In Revelation uh, sixteen fourteen, it, it talks about the spirit of demons. It's the same word. And then in Revelation eighteen two, where it talks about Babylon falling, and it was a dwelling place of every foul spirit. It's the same word. And look at when when you want to look at these words in the Greek you want to look at what uh, around how is it being used in this book. And this seems to me that God's going to allow the breath or a demonic spirit to 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 take on this image that's going to be made to cause it to speak and then basically any who don't worship that beast to be killed it's it's like this this idol's going to be made and it's gonna have the appearance of life. But it makes sense that it would be allowed to be possessed by something, for a possession to be able to take it over. Now, again, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly when the Lord's coming. I think he's coming soon. So, something makes me think that, you know? Um, but again, he's long-suffering, not wanting to perish. But I would say tonight, just based on what I see going around me, just a guess here, I don't want to be dogmatic about it, but if you ask my opinion, I, I would lean definitely towards, you know, this image has to do something with with something that's AI, which again, all of these high ups are talking about singularity merging man with machine. You know at things to alter our DNA and a taking of this mark that would move us to the image of the beast. Perhaps the image of the beast is even the individual that gets transferred to that image. And then there's a breath that comes in That again is a foul spirit. I don't know exactly how it is, but I know this, I don't want anything to do with it. Um, and it makes you wonder even if it's just AI that, you know, they're saying AI now, artificial intelligence, if if you don't, you know, you're not familiar with that. Again, how how can you not know what's going on out there in the world, man? This stuff's all over the place. Elon Musk talking about in a few years you're gonna have the your cell phone's gonna be there in your head, you're gonna hook it right up to the cloud. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> I'll go back to my landline. You know, I, not interested. You know, the, the metaverse, you know, Zuckerberg, you know, the metaverse, you put this stuff on, you, you explore and, you know, pushing this stuff. This technology's here. And it makes me wonder if it's AI that's, that's learning to think and create and make decisions coming to this ultimate place where now the demonic comes in and runs it, where it's massing as AI, but it's not. It's, it's being ran by the demonic. And I've talked before about, you know, at modern technology, when Edison invented the radio, he wasn't making that so you could get a little box and tune in the news. He's an occultist, and he was trying to talk to dead people. (laughs) He he was a spiritist. And I don't know if you know anything about, hopefully you don't know anything about scrying. It's where you take a black mirror and you look into it. It's kind of like a crystal ball. And you have interaction with the devil and so forth, demons and so forth. You know, and I'm not saying that your phone's a scrying mirror, but i'll tell you pull that thing out and you got a whole access to evil there if, if, if you choose to go that direction a lot of good can be done on it too prepared a lot of this message on my own phone myself but boy i want to take i want to take that thing captive and making sure i'm using it for an instrument for god almighty because a lot of this technology is just being used for great wicked and you can say man there's, there's a great demonic present and all this stuff and so forth and so again he's going to allow this image to to come alive and that word breath again other places in revelation it's used for demons foul spirits unclean spirits and if everyone has to have this image look at there's plenty of demons to go around to go and possess this thing where it seems like you're going to have your own personal image and the personal demon that comes with that who's even able to strike you down if you're not worshiping you know what the beast himself where it sounds like it's 24 hours, seven, seven days a week surveillance. Can you imagine a world like that? <laughs> I can't remember her recently in the amount of cameras in the world like you're, you're picked up on a camera somewhere like 200 times a day. Don't, keep that from, don't, don't let that keep you from going outside of your house. Don't do that. You know, they're listening to us. Yeah, let them listen. Hopefully they'll get born again. That's what I say. I'm gonna fear that. We don't need to fear that. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and sound mind. Now, you're creeping around doing your own thing. Maybe you should fear it. Hopefully that fear will be a fear of God bringing to repentance. But we shouldn't have to, whatever, man. God's on the throne. God's on the throne. But this seems to be, again, a next level where, again, a a call to worship that beast, and if you're not worshiping that beast, you're gonna be struck dead. Now, I don't know if this is talking about those with the mark and the image It's striking them dead or anyone dead who's not doing that, looking at the whole totality of the tribulation, it seems like those that take the mark and they decide, I don't want to worship today, boom, you're gonna be struck down dead. I'm gonna strike you down dead. And think about how many times in the word of God, where there's people that don't worship God, he strikes them down dead. And he does it in a righteous judgment. Satan wants to be like God. Verse 16, he causes all, both small, great, rich, poor, free, and slave to receive a mark. No partiality well, I'm a rich guy, I'll be above. I'm Klaus Schwab, I'll be running all this. Son, you're gonna take that mark. You better repent. It could be bad if you're a Joe Biden, a Donald Trump, whoever it is. If you're not born again in this time, look at the Bible says, if your name's not written in the book of life, it ain't gonna matter how wealthy you are, how big big of a shot you are. You're a king, a ruler there in Psalm 2. You're gonna get marked up. It don't matter as well how poor you are. A lot of people, you know what, in, in, you know what, their state, they think that they're, you know, it, it's a world today that's pushing this idea almost like if the more oppressed you are, the more righteous you are. Much of nonsense. And there are oppressed people, but the answer is the Lord Jesus Christ, not us pushing our own cause and our own righteousness. Again, the beast or the, the, the false prophet causes all to take that mark on their right hand or on their forehead. We showed that movie, A Thief of the Night, about a month ago, and they were marking them up on their right hand and forehead right like it says in the word. And notice, no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So obviously it could be a mark, the name of the beast or the number of his name. A lot of speculation with all that. But we see here again, no exceptions, whether no matter who you are, you wanna be part of the system, you're gonna take that mark. And it's gonna be a profession of faith to the beast. And it could be something where, I remember like in the 70s, barcodes came out. Oh, that's the mark of the beast, you know. (laughs) I gotta go to that that store where they just sell have the sticker tags or so forth. Look, and I know this, this, this vaccination, there's so much talked about, the mRNA and all this stuff in it. It's not the mark of the beast. Number one, the timing's not right. And secondly, this ain't gonna be something people are tricked into. This is an allegiance to say, I want to be in the image of the beast. I want to worship the beast. This is my God. I bow down and worship this dragon. It's it's gonna be a full-blown satanic religion. Again, be you no know, atheism. That's silliness and foolishness. Look at any true-born-again Christian gonna tell you that. Any occultist is gonna tell you that as well. That's silliness. That's nonsense all these people think they're the smartest people. They're the dumbest people in the room really when you get down to it. God says about those that are atheists who say there's no God. God calls you a fool. That's God calling you that. You need to repent of that if that's you. I don't want to talk down or people feel silly about that, but it's just the truth of the matter. It's, look at these people, again, this is gonna be a, a they're gonna know what they're doing. No one's gonna be tricked into that mark. Now again, you, the only way you're gonna buy or sell is if you take it, And that's gonna be a contributing factor for a lot of people. But at that point, they have a choice. Am I gonna trust God? Or am I gonna take this so I can buy and sell? But along with it as well is saying, I'm gonna trust this dragon versus trusting God. And I'll tell you one thing that I do firmly believe is these vaccine mandates are setting the world up for this. It's prepping up the world for it. When like, oh, yeah, you can't come into this arena unless you got this mark. You know, there's countries right now that, that you get kicked out of the healthcare system. If you don't got it, you can't go there, you can't go there. I mean, dude, it's like breaking Jim Crow laws back. This is like, this is breaking Nuremberg, you know what, laws, and so many laws are being broken, but people just get wacky with this stuff. You're a grown adult. Do what, You know what, we'll give an account before God. You got to see God. You want that, get it, whatever. It's your decision. You don't want it, don't get it. I got my reasons not to get it, but look at it. We're going to give account before God, but when all governments start saying you got to have this or you can't do that, now we're getting into some evil stuff. Now you're getting into some stuff here, especially when, gosh, I want to be careful here. Why why is everyone getting sick if this thing's supposed to work? I'll leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) You're illogical, Steve. Shut your mouth. You know, we're going to censor you. It's called simple math. That's what it's called. Simple basic math. You know what? I was great in it in school, basic stuff. So again, they're going to they're gonna have to have this to buy or sell. and again look at, it's in the midst of a horrendous economy. Uh, it, it's, it's going it's to let them buy something for three and a half years, but then again they're going to spend eternity in hell. That's not worth it. And I already touched on what's going to come on these people like, I got that mark, I can go buy and sell. Dude, you're going to get stung and for five years. Month seek death and not be able to find it it's gonna be a zombie apocalypse it really is dude's going and trying to i don't want to be too graphic but you know what taking a gun to themselves ain't gonna work that's scriptural talk about boils breaking out on them makes me wonder if it's that singularity you you put certain stuff in you you might get a reaction you know probably should look into that look into the word let's make sure that we are not driven you know at by materialism that brings us to compromise practically. Let's not be like Lot's wife who looked back. Let's look to the Lord. Let's have convictions that are biblical. The Lord said those that buy should not live as if they possess. In other words, I seek first the kingdom of God and I ain't gonna compromise truth, so I got a promise from a man that I'm gonna get a meal. I'm gonna trust in God that he's gonna bring that along. We gotta be practicing that in our lives. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it's been glorious for the last few years. I've seen people practice that, and God meet them where they're at in extraordinary ways. Just mind-boggling ways we are like, this is the hand of God. Glory to God. God will supply all your needs. Seek Him first. Trust in God. We've got a great opportunity to be doing that. So lastly, here, verse 18. You guys didn't think I'd get there, I, but I got there. He says, here is wisdom Let him who understands calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, his number is 666. Now, what's interesting is the word wisdom here, it means learned via research. It means knowledge of hidden things. It means a symbolic language. And when it talks about end time stuff, you know, a lot of people are like, man, I don't wanna talk about this stuff. And some people get mad, I'll quit talking about that. Rick Warren I talked about last week is one of these false prophets said no one should be worried about prophecy. You shouldn't even be studying that. Dude, have you read the Bible? It's like pretty much all prophecy. And here the scripture says, here's wisdom and it means learned research. God has not called us to bury our head in the sand. He's called us to look up and to understand the time like the sons of Ishachar, who understood the times and the season. Lord said to you the Pharisees, Look at you, look up and see the sky's red and you know it's going to rain. You can't even discern. Paraphrasing, you can't even discern the Messiah is right in front of you. Look at the Messiah is coming soon. Can we discern that? So here's wisdom, learned research. Now let's make sure that, again, we don't get down a rabbit trail and this becomes the main thing. This is a side issue. The main thing is Jesus Christ and the cross of Calvary. But again, let him, as understanding, calculate the number of the beasts. And again, here's the great insight. It's the number of a man. Man was created on the sixth day. Again, look at this is gonna be humanism. This is a humanism on steroids like nothing we've ever seen. It's man in the garden eating of the tree saying, ah, I wanna be God. You know what? What, you mean God said, if, if we eat of this tree, we'll be like him? Ah, oh, man, I'll be my own God. Give me that fruit. This is the Tower of Babel where they said, we're not gonna go out and fill the earth we're gonna we're gonna make a name for ourselves and we're gonna build this this pyramid up to heaven we're gonna go up we're gonna we're gonna defeat god that's what this is gonna be this is man you know what again it's the mark of the beast but the beast comes up out of the rebellion of men we need to know that again this is god giving this world over to what it wants or like it's about us we're our own God. We'll do as we will. We'll make a name for ourselves. We can give glory to God. And they're even gonna believe they're gonna gather together there in Armageddon and defeat God. Look, it's, it's gonna be a route like anything you've, you, you've never seen. And if you're in Christ, you're gonna see it firsthand. You really are. So look at who's the, who's the Antichrist. I don't, I don't know who he is. I do believe that probably at every point in time since the ascension of Christ, Satan's probably always had someone in the, you know it, in the, in the green room, so sort to of speak, to bring out if, hey, it's the time. You know what, there's a lot, a lot of thoughts on who that might be. Um, you know what, obviously it's gonna be someone that's gonna come on the scene in a time of great, of great despair, and he's gonna look like a shining light. Ain't gonna, ain't gonna be no horns, pitchfork, and a tail and fire-breathing, it's going to be like, this is this is the most enchanting, wonderful. Now, again, if you test what he says, you really test that he's a blasphemer. But that's what the world's going to want. They want a blasphemer. They want someone that's going to come on and curse God and the saints in heaven, which hopefully by God's will, it's talking about us being raptured. Talk all the smack you want. Well, I'm with, I'm with Jesus. I don't care about that. I care about what God says, not about what the beast and, and and a bunch of followers of evil care about, but again, um, he's going to come at a time, and who knows? maybe when that time gets closer it's going to be obvious. maybe it's going to be real clear to us when you know before that time I don't know, but I do know this I, I, I want to be looking for looking at that and use wisdom, but more so, I don't want to be looking for the antichrist, I'm want to look for the Christ because that's who the Lord told me to look for to watch to look for him, not this joker coming on the scene i should be aware of it but i want to look to the lord i want to watch him be ready and looking for him because he's coming like a thief in the night amen so again whole lot there hopefully there's some encouragement there edification and boy a lot lot to lot of lot a lot to chew chew on and so forth and i'll tell you i've talked through this book many times um way back when i was a youth pastor like 25 years ago you know all the teenagers let's do revelation you know Oh, well, we'll book you on there. Oh, Revelation. So I remember teaching them, and look at it. A lot of stuff the same, because God's truth the same, and so forth. But I'll tell you that the world we're living in right now, <laughs> that's a com- it's a completely different world from the first time I taught this book. It is a completely different world. And them birth pains are like probably hitting a nine right now, you know, on a scale of one through ten. And back then my, in our mind, how much worse can it get? We didn't have a clue, did we? We didn't have a clue. But praise God for our Lord. Praise God he is risen. Praise God he is good. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we bless you. We praise you. We thank you for your word. I thank you, God, that your word is prophetic. I thank you that your word, God, just sheds light on the world we're in today. And more so, God, your word sheds light into our hearts. Indeed, God, we thank you that you are the mighty, awesome God, that indeed, God, you are, you are, Love, you are light, you are truth. We thank you that you loved us. We thank you that you went to the cross, laid down your life, and defeated sin, death, Satan, and hell. That whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. I thank you, Lord, as we saw recently in Romans where sin aboundeth, grace aboundeth more. The grace is the absolute hope and the fix for a little sin or a lot of sin. So pour out your grace on us, God. And I pray, God, as you pour it out, all the more we'd abound in you, all the more, God, we would be reflective of you, be found growing in you. And again, tonight, if you don't know the Lord, as I mentioned earlier, today's a day of salvation. Humble your heart. Ask God to forgive you. Ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. You know what? Put your trust in him, and he's going to meet you right where you're at. So again, bless the rest of our evening, and we ask and pray these things. In Jesus' name, and God's people said, amen. God bless you.